Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. comic we talk we laugh we're sad we're so many things on inside jokes as we were a lot of sad things happening we have to overlook yeah. it with comedy i'm gonna get deep with the song by t-rox t-rox is that what they are no t-rex yeah there we it? go yeah i know what's going on close because you were thinking of one of our guests last names i think that's yeah why. we have a full panel a show about social revolution that right. The is putting on. There is so much going on out there, and uh, yeah, we do want to address it here on Inside Jokes. That it it affects our constituents, our listeners, our audience base, <laughs> and so we want to talk about a little bit of everything. Um, how laughter plays into it all, because day to day everything changes uh, in the world, and um, we just never know where it's going to go. So one thing that's a constant is something like comedy. That's always there for you. That's always going to fix it. I spent a lot of time at home recently. Yeah. And um, I watched a lot of TV. Oh, my gosh. And one thing for sure, I would be watching this, like, intense show, and then I'd flip over to my 1625 on Bell Vibe. That's my comedy channel, and I would always get a little lift watching whoever's there. A little comedy medicine. A little comedy medicine. We got to do it, folks, because it's getting crazy. Or maybe because I'm watching too much TV that's making me crazy. I think that's what's happening. You know how like kids when they're playing video games and um, they get affected by the video game? Or I could even just move on to our guests. And <laughs> yeah, no, no, I like whatever stream of consciousness you're going on right just now. That's good. going off. That's what my new thing is. Violence um, and video games. So, Dean Young, welcome aboard. Hey, it's good to be here. I'm just literally always here, but hello, listeners. So let's go right into this here. Featuring the main stage cast of Toronto Second City. That's what we're doing today. 81st review, the best is yet to come undone, folks. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. It tackles the whirlwind of social change happening in North America right now from the hashtag MeToo movement and strides in feminism and minority rights to what it means to be an ally. Sketch, satire, and a little bit of music and a touch of magic makes it uncompromisingly and hilarious show that hits all the right notes on social commentary. And um, this is exciting. Just a little bit what I was saying, how comedy could be used in so many ways to uh, highlight things going on in society in a positive light, whatever light they choose for it to happen. And that always gets people understanding more. On the panel today, we have Alana Riach. Hello, Alana. Hello. We have Nadine DeJury. Hello. Hello. And Brandon Hackett. Hi. All uh, <laughs> so pleasant. <laughs> vets. Uh, Alana, for example, two-time Canadian Comedy Award nominee. Yeah. Wow. And the Tim Sims Encouragement Fund uh, Award. That's yes. big. There at Second Many City, years for ago. sure. Yeah. And uh, appeared on season two of Comedy Network's Beaverton, which is doing so well. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. <laughs> 
And what's that like there over there at Beaverton? Oh, it's great. I it's, know. I mean, the entire Toronto comedy community works there. So yes. it's just like doing work with your friends. Why not, all right? The time. Yeah. We could just talk. Like, don't worry about me. You guys just <laughs> Brandon can wake up. Nadine's a creator, writer, star of ABC and CBC comedy web series, Newborn Moms. That's correct. That's very cool. That's a lot of awards. And then also appeared in Second City Productions, The Naughty Listers. And Super Dude visits Dr. Rude. Yes. Wow. And you're all around the town on the improv troupe of your kids. Wow, you're busy. You guys are busy people. And uh, as well, our friend, our nice guy, Brandon Hackett, alumnus of Second City and the award-winning sketch collective Sketchersons. Hello. Hi. Yes, so glad to have you all. You guys, with such a landslide on social change happening in our society and reflected in social media, is comedy and satire the most important art form we have to self-reflect? Uh, I mean, it is extremely important. I, I don't know that I can say it's the most important form of comedy, but it, it's, it's very important, uh, and it's a great tool to comment on what's going on in the world. Certainly. How hard is it to be sensitive on this uh, subject matter? Um, I don't think it's that hard to be sensitive. I think it's like uh, if you if you make sure you're not harming anyone with the things that you're saying, then I, I think you can still make pretty smart jokes without punching down. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that a lot here in the studio, making sure there's no punching down in, in comedy. And uh, we'll talk about that and some other stuff going on with the crew from Second City with The Best Is Yet To Come Undone. The Best Is Yet To Come Undone. Love it. More on Inside Jokes after the break. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm John Catucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food, I'm listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. We're back Inside Jokes, talking comedy, talking satire, talking what it means. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. So we have a crew from Second City here. Great show coming up. Uh, the best is yet to come undone. The new sketch review gleefully tackles the whirlwind of social change happening in North America from the hashtag MeToo movement and strides in feminism and minority rights. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Nadine. Yes. Alana. Yes. Brandon. Mm-hmm. They're all here from the crew. <laughs> Talk to us. Tell us what the show's about. Well, what's lovely about a sketch show is that we could talk about so many different issues and we're just afforded that ability because scenes are like four to five minutes long. So uh, I think we all kind of sat down at the beginning of this process and is like, what's going on? What's on our mind? What are the important issues? And a lot of it was surrounding the Me Too movement and toxic masculinity and racism and whitewashing. And so we get to tackle all those issues. And uh, the title, uh, The Best is Yet to Come Undone, is sort of upon the theme of that we're sort of undressing ourselves, we're revealing our truths, how uh, all these issues personally affect us. And I think to your uh, question earlier, how how do we be sensitive to these topics is we come from it from a very personal place so that it's truthful to us so we're right. not offending well, hopefully we're not offending. And you know what? Maybe it's not so bad if we do offend a few people well, and make no, them think. No, right just people, going yeah. back to making yeah, sure yeah, that the people who are commenting on some of the things in general, not just you guys, just everything that's going on, making sure that they went through it. In other words, if you're going to talk about female rights, then 
try and be a female if you're going to go there. Or totally. if you're a male, which is great, we want the support. Mm-hmm. Let's just make sure we're on track and what the story, like what our line is. On exactly. It, right? When I think too, like, because reading up on the show, like a lot of the whole cast, I guess, sort of pooled together. Here's my experiences. Here's my stories that I want to bring into to writing this. And I think, you know, you hear a lot of this in comedy right now where it's certain comics being like, you can't say anything anymore in comedy. Everybody. Yeah. But audience tastes are changing too. Like society is changing right now. So the way that people want to see these things reflected in comedy is changing too. So I think, was this for you guys sort of the first real show where you get to actually address this stuff currently right now? Uh, I would say say no. I mean, I think... um so this is my fourth show at Second City, and mm-hmm. uh, with each show, just depending on sort of what's going on culturally and societally, uh, there's always a degree of uh, needing to address current issues or, yeah. or uh, all of the important things. With my first show, which was also actually directed by Carly, that was also a very heavily political, very pointed show where we made a, a lot of very important points very strongly about important uh, sociocultural things. But then there are also shows where... Um, that aren't necessarily as pointed or as, for lack of a better word, like in your face yeah, <laughs> about it. Or sometimes a satire is sort of couched in a bit more of a kind of like fun sort of silly framework. Yeah, But with this show, it was definitely a part of our intent to really heavily address things very directly and very honestly and straightforwardly. And I guess yeah. it's, it's sort of that finding that balance too, right? Between you want to sort of dissect all this stuff that's going on mm-hmm. and satirize it too but you also still need you want that element of escapism too right like you want people to come out for the show and actually like learn about things and reflect on things but actually walk away having split their sides laughing too obviously you know well what else happens too well in stand-up comedy of course too there's the shelf life right and so in regular news they say it's like 18 hours or something how, how, what's the shelf? And I, don't quote me, please, anybody. <laughs> Nobody usually quotes me unless it's really bad. <laughs> what do you guys do? Like, do you stick to the material? Yeah. I mean, again, because it is improv, you could kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So the show is at, the show itself is actually written. It's just written mm-hmm. through improv. So we run that show for six months. So. The hope is that the material stays relevant yeah. for six months. But I've heard uh, like a director say this previously, that each Second City show is like a capsule in time. So, you know, some scenes are evergreen and they last forever. But, uh, you know, any Second City show that you watch, it's like, oh, this is what was going on in the world at this moment. Right. This was on the psyche of people. So hopefully it stays fresh. I think there's been instances i think there was like once a donald trump scene that had to be mm-hmm. <laughs> updated or whatever it was. yeah my very first show which happened towards the end of uh, 2016 <laughs> we had a scene about two people who were kind of dreading the upcoming u.s election and uh the election happened during the run of the show uh we had written the scene basically with the thought or belief that of course uh, uh, Hillary would win, and then she did not. <laughs> so we did have to sort of change a couple lines partway through uh, to sort of uh, adjust the POV. Yeah, generally, we try to sort of deal in kind of like broader societal themes, so not like specific like week-to-week kind of like news cycle observations, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if we do, we do have sort of types of scenes that uh, or styles of scene that we can kind of like adjust week on a week-to-week basis. Or we Be- just change the joke. Like we even changed a joke this week. Right. Syria. We had a 
Ooh. I mean, not, it's not it's a Syria joke. It's impossible to explain out of context. Yeah, like, it's literally impossible to explain out of context. It's just a reference that's used to reinforce a different point, but it's just too sensitive and too at the forefront yeah. of everyone's mind. So even the mention of it, it takes people completely out and doesn't too reinforce bad. the point. Yeah, so you have to change it. Yeah. We switched it to North Korea. For yeah. This <laughs> yeah. week. See? That's all. All right. We'll talk more after the break right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is Marta Chavez, and you're listening to Sandra Carusi, the cruiser, on Inside Jokes. <laughs> and we're back on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto, talking all things comedy. At this point in the juncture, we're talking uh, with some friends at Second City on the um, latest shows. What are the latest shows, anyway? Uh, called The Best is Yet to Come Undone. And it's about uh, all the social change happening right now uh, from the different movements and strides. And uh, and it's uh, fun what we're talking about thus far. Anyway, Dean Young in studio. Hey. Hey, I Dean. Want, I wanted to know, actually, coming coming back from the break, talking about how, you know, every one of these Second City reviews, it's almost like a yearbook in a way about what's going on in society at that time. So for a, for a run that's that long what what's the lead up to sort of make sure okay this thing is seaworthy it's ready to go because you guys were talking just before the break about last minute having to revise something because of you know what happened in Syria or whatever's going on in the news once it's ready to go like what's what's the process where do you get to that point where you're just like okay it is what it is it's done it's got a bow on it now it's we have to go run it now i don't know that that ever happened yeah <laughs> like i feel like throughout the run Things get changed, jokes get changed, usually on the fly. So you'll have a couple of shows and you'll still go back to the writer's room and you'll tweak something based on sort of how did that land with the audience or what actually just happened in the news now? Like ideally throughout our process, which is about three months, we're, and and our director encouraged us, uh, Carly Heffernan, who's amazing, she would encourage us to try different, um, like jokes every time to find the best joke or find the best beat. So like... She'll want us to blow something right up, and then she'll bring it back in. And so she's essentially the person who decides that the scenes are ready. Um, And if we find that throughout a run, beats aren't working anymore, or like jokes aren't hitting, like we said with the Syria, at least it was too sensitive to say, uh, then we'll make those adjustments. Um, But yeah, I think it's... Our process is 10... Well, this one was a bit longer, so we had 11 weeks. But I would say, like, come end of week eight or nine, and to be honest, things are changing up to two days before we open. We have a sense of the show, I would say, by week eight or nine, and then things are are, could change. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's been stories of people writing their opener, uh, like, the day after. (laughs) Or having to write it right after opening. Oh, write it after. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, But but Carly was super organized. We We actually... I think we're way ahead of schedule with this one in terms of getting it together and and working shape. Mm-hmm. And obviously for you guys, that audience feedback and response every night is a huge part of the process too. Oh right? yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's so indulgent that we get to uh, like write something and then test it out every night uh, to see if it hits. That's a very unique experience to Second City. And uh, yeah, like what do when you mean? So uh, so basically what happens is we do the show every night and then the, in the improv set, we say, I have a premise of uh, it's dealing with 
the Me Too movement. Uh, okay. Brandon plays my boyfriend, blah, 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 whatever it is. And we we improvise it in front of the audience that night so we could see what hits, what oh, doesn't yeah. hit. Testing out different jokes. And that's going to be for your next show? That will be, okay. yeah, while we're in process. So, yeah. Okay, uh, got it. So it's a, it's a really unique way to get instant audience feedback. Yeah, I want to do that with my... Well, I guess open mic nights is what co- comedians do. Yeah, it's similar Most. to that. For yeah. other comedians, yeah. Your- <laughs> what? In front of other comedians. Basically, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> I, I do it in front of my kid <laughs> and his friends. Seriously. I'm like getting... It's getting rough around. So trying to find audiences. And again, just for so the our audience to know, in comedy, it's about stage time. You got to get the stage time going and getting in front of an audience and as much as possible mm-hmm. and really, right, and trying out. And that's what we're just talking about here. And I didn't realize, uh, even though I did sketch comedy for five minutes, <laughs> no, I took Good the courses minutes. right up to level D. Mm-hmm. That was a level on uh, Second City. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Yeah. It's totally different. Every time I get someone in from uh, Second City and stuff, I always say how, how stand-ups <laughs> should always do some form of a sketch or improv, but every everybody does yeah regardless of your job i think it just in general mm-hmm. it yeah. just gives I you also so think much. it's like good for stand-ups and um improvisers to try each other's jobs out because there's a lot of like for sure scoffing at either um art form and i feel like if you like comedy then you should just like all forms of it yeah rather yes. than getting um I don't know, precious about being a sketch performer or an improviser or a stand-up. Like, you should just try them all, and then you can appreciate what they are rather than saying one is better than the other. But so many uh, artists uh, cross between the two anyway, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Ideally, yeah. I like to use the word artist. Well, yeah, because there is that separation sometimes. Like, you see that, obviously, in in our comedy community here in Toronto. Mm Mm-hmm exactly you'll sort of rigidly define yourself be like i'm just a stand-up and that is the purest form but at the end of the day it's all about relating to an audience Mm -hmm. and improv especially i think just you know we've had people on the show talking about people who are like lawyers and stuff that'll be like i took improv classes because it just sort of opens you up and Mm -hmm. and takes down the barriers it's such a huge part of just being organic and being able to relate on the spot to an audience Mm -hmm. and rewrite as you go whatever your form is right Mm -hmm. brandon what were you going to say there honey Oh, I was just going to add, yeah, uh, I mean, I think trying out anything within a field is uh, is just a great way to open yourself up in, in any particular realm, Yeah, I mean, even if you don't go into stand-up. If you're an improviser who's trying stand-up for a little bit, if you don't go into stand-up, at least you have that perspective. And Yeah, just so you can, like, appreciate what that is yeah. instead of, I don't know, looking your nose down at it. Yeah. Like, Why feel, is that important? I don't know. I just, I, I find it so strange when people are like well I'm just an improviser I would never do stand up or I'm a I'm a stand up and I hate improv it's yeah. like why don't don't you just like jokes yeah like, don't, don't I, you uh, enjoy things that are funny yeah there was a story I'd heard off the street of off the street of San Francisco off the street about an improv artist they were on early did, she did really well because they had some kind of competition or something. So anyways, early in the night, she did it. She felt really good about it. And uh, she went into the back green room to get her purse and stuff. And the guy goes, oh, this is only for, you know, artists. That's she goes, I am. I was I was just here at 7 o'clock. I just won this thing. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this was a comic stand-up doing this, right? So I heard the story, and I thought, wow. 
So it was a stand-up saying like this is like stand-ups are the only real comedians. Oh, it was just this is just for artists, implying that that sketch artist is not an artist. We'll talk more about it after the break. Right here, (laughs) while you tune in to what I'm talking about, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Simon Rakoff, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Inside Jokes. This is where we talk about comedy and stuff and whatever comes up. And uh, we have a bunch of friends here from Second City. Hello. Yay. (laughs) Are you guys sleepy because you do shows every night, every day, every night? Mm, No. I'm not. Are you? I'm awake. How I'm often do you do awake. them? How often do you do them? We do Every eight day. shows a week. We have one day <sighs> off. Yeah. Huh. So we're fine. Yeah. 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 Isn't it a t- grueling kind of schedule? That's that's You know duty. what? For the first part of the week, it's totally like easy. This is the best <laughs> life. And then <laughs> Friday and Saturday nights, we do two shows in a row. And it's still totally fine, but it is that is the time where you feel... Uh, it the most. I feel like the entire day, all I can think about is like, I have two shows. I have two shows tonight. Yeah, you can't do any. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got very precious really? with myself on a Friday and Saturday. I'm yeah. like, oh, I must well, stay in. That's the part. Yeah, <laughs> that's the part. I have must to stay in tonight. Yeah, so you guys basically, I, I get that. Like, because I know on show day, I try to keep it low key. And when you're doing it every day, like you guys, you must not leave the house. Yeah, I mean, only Friday and Saturday. The, like, yeah. During the week, it's fine. Yeah. Once yeah. the show's open, it's not so bad. Like, we work for, what, like three hours a night? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. really fine. Yeah, we're very guilty. Lucky. You're like, <laughs> like, oh, like when God. we're writing the show, it's different because we're in, we're there for like 12, 13 hours a day. Oh, my God. But once the show is, is open, we come in at 7.30 and we're out by like 10.30. See, this is what I like listeners to hear is when you watch SNL, people don't realize there's well I don't realize and I'm going to show how much I don't realize <laughs> is that um, there's a block of time they're obviously pre- preparing for the show that's on right now mm-hmm. that's airing this Saturday with Drake yeah and then there's the show <laughs> they're writing for the following week am I right on that I think they write it's all well I don't, maybe you yeah, know. they start on Tuesday like yeah. the fo- like they do the show Saturday yeah. and they might start and then they have Sunday off and then they start Monday or Tuesday I don't know yeah, yeah so Tuesday Wednesday night they do all their writing and it's then like overnight like yeah all nighters sort of deal. yeah which is I mean think about the crunch behind that where it's like you everybody comes with a pitch and they start pitching all these concepts yes and then you have it's like 50, 50 pitches they get yeah and then yeah. you distill that down and cut all the fat from that and then it's you have a live yeah. show on Saturday at that point even on a low like even Skechersons doing Sunday Night Live like mm-hmm. it's that you know yeah. obviously it's not Saturday Night Live but it's still that process of like we have a week to put together this show mm-hmm. and it has to hit and that's it but even for you guys so between those two weekend shows the back to back nighttime shows. Will you come away after that first show and go, okay, let's try something a little bit different on the second one? Did you notice this landed or this didn't? No, I think we'll we'll respect like the script as much as uh, yeah, uh, as much as possible. Always, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think we're ever really changing it from show to show unless we're in process and like yeah, we're still working it. Mm -hmm. That being said, the later audiences are. Rowdy. They're drunk. Yeah. For sure, <laughs> yeah. Usually. And so things are a bit looser. Like if like if there's a scene that has improv in built into it, that improv is definitely like gonna be a bit different for <laughs> yeah. an audience that's like for having t- a bunch of cocktails. Well, for stand ups I think it would the equivalent would be having hecklers all night. 
Yeah, it's kind of similar. Right? Yeah. It can be, yeah. yeah. It could be, because if your second show is what time and how long? It starts at, it starts 10. at 10. It ends at like 12. 30. God, and you get these people coming in and out probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it depends. It's always different week to week, but sometimes they're just, you just know within the first 30 seconds what kind of audience yeah. it's going to be. Oh, man. And if they're rowdy at 10, by the end of the show, they're Lying. so drunk. Wow. Like, they kept yeah. drinking. You just know that it's just, a, it's just a slide downward from where they just start. It goes at down 10. from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> Which can the be other very week. fun. Don't get me wrong. It's very fun. <laughs> the other week, these two people were sitting in the front row, like in the aisle, totally visible and like falling asleep, like fully asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the picture that's circulating? Or no? There's a picture that's circulating. What? There is a picture in that's San circulating. Francisco, yeah. I'm not even. I'm gonna. I gotta qualify that young little. Um, <laughs> they were just so drunk. And, like, really? Fall, <laughs> falling yeah. over. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. It is sort of that rule of thumb, though, right? Like you always kind of know in in comedy, the later show is always the, you know people have gone out for dinner and they've been having drinks all night yeah. and then they come to the show. And I think, uh, you know, like people always ask, well, how often do you deal with hecklers? 90% of the time, right, it's just people who have had too much to drink and they're like, I'm part of the show now. They just want to be part of the show. Yeah. And like, yeah. they're like so happy and it <laughs> feels bad sometimes to shut them down in a rude way. Like some, there's rude people sometimes, of course, but mm-hmm. usually it's just like, they, it's just people who think they are on a water slide. Like they don't know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are having a great time. That's what and I don't, don't want to ruin it. No. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. Look at me. I was trying to find that viral video that I was talking about. <laughs> Because um, I know it exists. Now I'm trying to say I'm crazy. I don't know if it's there or not. Anyway, we'll find it. Um, talking about a lot of fun stuff here on Inside Jokes. Please stay tuned. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Uh, we're talking uh, about a lot of stuff. The best is yet to come undone, which is the latest show at Toronto Second City. And we're talking with the cast, <laughs> um, Alana, Nadine, and Brandon. Hi. Hey. <laughs> and the latest show is uh, sketchy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, It could be uh, considered a little bit sensitive, a little bit like careful, because it talks about all the stuff going on, the social change in the world today, and um, what's it mean? And I mean, there's so many different directions you can go with this. Brandon, what were you going to say about it when you were writing this? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So, so we all had um, we all had various things that we wanted to talk about uh, and try to address in the show. And I think uh, as a kind of overarching project uh, uh, during my time at the Second City, I've wanted to talk about queerness or or. Uh, uh, being queer or what it means to be queer in some sort of meaningful way. Uh, and I never know how an audience will kind of respond to that, <laughs> uh, specifically in the way that I want to talk about it. Which is what? Are you going to tell us? So how I basically approach the sort of broad topic of queerness uh, within this particular show is I t- approach it through the lens of like representation. Actually thinking to myself a couple days ago, I was like, oh, I guess a lot of my, <laughs> whenever I talk about like uh, uh, things of like identity or whatever, a lot of it is through exploring the themes of like representation and like pop culture and, and movies and that sort of thing, because apparently that's all I do uh, is watch movies. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I, uh, in the show I have a, a scene that's basically a, I'm just giving a monologue and then 
everyone comes out to, to support it. But I'm giving a monologue about uh, representation in uh, uh, film and that sort of thing, uh, but specifically in queer representation in film, uh, because we do have a lot of movies that are coming out now, like Call Me By Your Name and Love, Simon and Moonlight yeah. and that sort of thing that are sort of like a bit more wide release and a bit more well-known that are representing uh, kind of queer identities and queer stories without them necessarily having to be inherently tragic. At the same time, you don't have a lot of queer narratives within film historically uh, that isn't sort of negative. So, for example, the negative queer representation that uh, a lot of people certainly my age would know would be Disney villains, for example, are very are are sort of shown to be these sort of like mincing kind of like coded queer kind of people. And that sort of creates uh, <laughs> in a lot of like young queer, uh, certainly men a sort of tendency to weirdly identify with the villains in stories. <laughs> because I've been reading a lot of like queer theory and, and and sort of paying attention to sort of like what how I've sort of grown up and that sort of thing. I mean, I think there's also this tendency to to as a verb to queer a lot of regular culture uh, a lot of regular art and sort of make something queer that was not initially queer by sort of coding it yourself. What's the difference between, because when I think of LGBTQ, mm -hmm. uh, why are you going with the queer versus the gay? Like who's gay? Well, queer, uh, queer I use mainly as a kind of like, uh, as a sort of broader term to encompass all of it. So okay. gay usually just sort of means like traditionally it sort of meant like uh, male, male sort of same sex uh, sort of desire. But it's also, you know, just sort of like it sort of refers more to the binary, but queer sort of encompasses everything. So it encompasses uh, gay, lesbian, uh, transgender, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. everything. Right. So I use, yeah, it's more so inclusive. So you just use general inclusive. Okay. Well, and even like, well, I love that example, obviously, of Call Me By Your Name because it was for so long it was like you either have like the stock gay character that's mm -hmm. like I'm the gay best friend or you know <laughs> or it's like these like fringe films that have to go into like a little mm -hmm. checkbox in independent film or something just it always had to be like these dark tragedies with some sort of a moral lesson behind it and now there's just sort of this no there's just a love story mm -hmm. that's it you know and it was it was great to see that I mean that came out in the fall right mm -hmm. that's when I came out and I was like almost 34 at the time. So I was like, it's nice to actually see this mm -hmm. becoming more mainstream, right? You know, instead of just being this marginalized little fringe character that always had to be there for comic relief or something. Right, mm -hmm. that's right. Oh, that's good. You, you know, creating characters that everybody could, you know, because there's new characters in life, in society that are emerging, right? Like some, like not picking on Dean, but Dean is aware now of his sexuality as a bisexual and more and more people who come out, um, I guess our art should reflect these queer folk that we're talking, Brandon's talking about and kind of what they're facing. And what do you ladies say on the subject in terms of creating? <laughs> we support ah, you. <laughs> yeah. We you. play cats in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> we genuinely do play so, cats in that scene. Really? <laughs> yeah. We come Those out in like, what and is we dance <laughs> And I've never been happier. Um, it's our moment. Yeah, it is our moment. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone's amazing that scene. And, but I mean, I'm also not uh, certainly the only person who's sort of exploring, explored, exploring a personal sort of thing. I mean, I think you two are both also doing a lot of very, you know, important. Like Alana, you've got like a really great scene. For sure. That's like um, just about young people go doing Weight Watchers, uh, young girls, like, I don't know, I, I did it. 
And like, how does a, an adult at a Weight Watchers meeting relate to someone who's young when they want them oh, to dear. know that they're beautiful as they are, but then they don't think that about themselves? And how do you navigate that? That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, more, more, lots more. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's actually a design tip, and that is look up. Huh. I'm talking about taking advantage of the vertical space in your home. There's a lot of square footage up there above the couches and tables. That could mean adding shelves and colorful wall-mounted cabinets of different sizes, stacking your paintings or artwork in an interesting arrangement, changing your floor lamp to wall-mounted lighting. Not only will it add some character to your space, it's also quite functional. Call or email me today. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Today we've been talking about social change. What does it mean (laughs) from a comedic perspective or how can we explain it using comedy? And that's what uh, sketch comedy is good for. And uh, satire, right? We got a gang from Second City here. The latest show being um, The Best is Yet to Come Undone uh, with uh, Alana, Nadine, and Brandon. Hi, Hi. guys. Hi. Um, (laughs) So you've been tackling big old subjects that are ugly. We've been talking about that, how you guys write them and kind of what goes through your head on them. So when we're tackling something like hashtag me too, um, how have you tackled that? How have you dealt with that? Um, Anyone? Yes. Well, we're specifically, we're not in that Me Too scene, but so we'll we'll, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it, but uh, we weren't the writers in it. But uh, we looked at it just from, <laughs> and I still use the word we, they looked at it uh, from the point of view of we all now experience like a post Me Too world where dating yeah. has changed. So the scene uh, that looks at that is how does courting and um sexy times uh, <laughs> work uh, post Me Too and, and uh, uh, how does it affect the, the men's experience and the women's experience of like uh, still having these sexual experiences uh, in this world where we have to uh, ask for consent and, and oh cool yeah. I love it already <laughs> I love it already see this is the kind of stuff you could see at the best is yet to come Second City Every night. Except for Mondays. What? Every night except for mo- or except for Mondays. They, Monday. You have Mondays off. And they yeah. do what? Our touring company does the best of the second city. So they do all archive material from oh, the cool. last like 50 years. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Oh, that was yes. lots of fun, fun. Dean? Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> You too. Well, I think, I don't know. I guess, you know, as Brandon was talking about earlier, um, the way that representation is changing right now and, and sort of going back to the call me by your name thing like how that was that was a celebrational viewpoint right that was like okay this is actually just an open broad perspective on thing i guess was that sort of the main thought behind this show was just like these are obviously a lot of stuff is changing in the world right now and in the way sex and dating and relationships work and gender roles 
did you want to come at that from obviously there's some education behind it, but just like a way to celebrate this stuff, I guess, at the end yeah, of the day, right? It doesn't I, have to be so heavy handed. Yeah, I think I think so. And, and and just like now we know too much, you know, and we can't go back. And, and it is <laughs> it is a, a time of change and, and finding out how to deal really with all uh, with all of these changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that where we all know too much now and can't really go back to the way things were. Yeah. Lost our innocence. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> all. And uh, we look forward to uh, next week's episode. How about even thanking our sponsor, Hakeem Optical? That's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have a plug for, like, the whole listings this week is going to be for the best is yet to come undone, so. Okay, cool. Everybody, we got to thank the sponsor, which is Hakeem Optical. Please. You guys... If you could pull that off, you got all crazy on me there for a minute. Sure. Yeah. The jingle, yeah. The jingle, no problem. Sure, why not? Do the jingle, tough guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Nice. Nice. We'll keep that. Oh, yeah, we're selling glasses. <laughs> Are we selling glasses? Yeah. I could feel it. In Toronto. So that's perfect. I think they're going to go with that. <laughs> that's, that's a keeper. That's a keeper. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And now for your weekly listings. Don't miss The Best is Yet to Come Undone, live on stage right now at Toronto's famous Second City. Check out secondcity.com. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for this week's Comedy Rx, featuring Nadine DeJury and a snippet from her YouTube series, Newborn Moms. Cecilia, you're so young. Uh, thank you so much for meeting us on short notice. We had to let go of our previous nanny. She was into credit card fraud. <laughs> That's too bad. Some people are just crazy. Wow, you're by far the most qualified nanny we've seen. Overqualified? (laughs) Well, there's no such thing as overqualified with our child. Oh, CPR training? And you speak Italian and French? Parfait. Oh, grazie. (laughs) (laughs) What's your approach to discipline? Well, I believe if you're fair, firm, and consistent, then the child learns what the rules are. Children need boundaries to flourish. I agree. Uh, Do you cook? Um, Julia doesn't really like to do that. Well, I I don't hate it. I have no problem cooking for the entire family. I was actually classically trained in Paris, but I didn't really pursue it besides volunteering at a soup kitchen every Christmas. You are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Chloe's colicky. It could be very challenging. Oh, that must be so hard on you. Actually, it is. Yeah. How would you go about scheduling your days? My wife's a planner. Well, I brought some sample schedules with time for eating, napping, playtime music. I just love spreadsheets. (laughs) Don't you? I excel at them. Ah! (laughs) Get it! You get it! (laughs) 
I'm better than you at everything. <laughs> she really is, honey. <laughs> she gets it. Chloe's crying. Go get her. She just has so much energy and she's happy. She's happy. Listen, someday this girl's gonna have a baby and then she's gonna be as baggy and tired as we are. I'm baggy? The only point is, hey! That goes to the recycling, not the garbage! The point is, you're letting your fears overwhelm you. The only question is, is she the best nanny for Chloe? Yeah. Then go out there and hire this woman who's gonna make your life easier. You're right. I thought I'd bring Chloe out so you could meet her. Celia, this is Chloe. Wow. I didn't think that she would be crying this much. Like, not right away. I can't work like this. I've got to go. Stay tuned for the Dating and Relationship Show. 